Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Talking Star Wars. And in this episode, we speak to Rashad Qasim, and we speak to him about how he first got into Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and our predictions for Star Wars The Last Jedi, and the rest of the saga. I hope you enjoy this episode, and keep listening. Rashad, you there? Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I heard you had a long day today. Uh, what what happened? Oh, man, just a lot of stuff at the end of the day. Usually happens, you know, classic Monday. So Okay. It's all good. Okay. It always happens. How about okay. you? Oh, uh, man, I had a pretty long day. Um, this whole village in the snow, uh, I do work for Disney. Um and we've been kind of busy, uh, you know, with the fall uh, television season coming up. Um, I actually work for the um, um, ABC department at Disney. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I don't know if, if anyone knows, but uh, Disney owns ABC, of course, along with Lucasfilm and all the other great companies that we like, like Marvel and everything. Um, right. And so we're just trying to get a, a bunch of new features um, for uh, some of our apps but, uh, before the fall hits. So mm-hmm. we've been kind of busy just doing things like that. Um, and so there's a lot of testing going on right now. I'm a software developer. Um, nice. Over at, nice. Yeah, yeah, over at Disney. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So can you give uh, us a little? Can you give us a little sizzle of what you might be working on? Um, you know what? It's it's. Uh, I don't know how much I can say because uh, some. Of the oh stuff man, is, the Disney NDA uh, strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like you know give listeners. Um, a little taste of what we're doing. Uh, don't I could probably say like we're, we're trying to do some Netflix-like things, right? Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of media companies um, outside of you know Netflix and Hulu, um, mm-hmm. a lot of us realize that you know those companies, those internet-based companies, are uh, really taking over the television market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what Disney is trying to do, and I'm pretty sure. Um, other major uh, media brands like CBS and NBC are trying to do the same thing. We're trying to find a way to get users to come to our apps uh, to watch content instead of going to Netflix to watch it after a season is over or something like that, or to go to Hulu. Oh, okay. Um, and so the, I, the most I could probably say is that like we're trying to do something like that, right? And that's and that's the goal. Um, so, okay, man. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, hopefully, you know, you can download the uh, ABC app and, uh, you know, you'll love it come the fall time. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what that's what we're trying to do um, internally. So Nice. Yeah, man. So um, how did you get into Star Wars? Like, like what, what got you into, you know, podcasting? And, yeah, how did it oh, all begin man. for you? Um, well, like a lot of people I know, I got into it at a very young age. I'm, <clears throat> what do you call it? I, I guess my parents took me to see 
a new hope when they did the you know the 97 special uh, edition yeah 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 that's when i saw it again yep i saw it by myself my mom didn't want to watch it with me so i saw it by myself but uh yeah i remember those oh days. man i had no idea what it was at that point i think the only movies i remember seeing in the theater was like the lion king and mm-hmm. the power rangers movie and i had no idea like we never really went to the movies unless it was something that i wanted to see so i thought it was very strange we were all going to see this movie and then um i just was like really captivated by it i loved it uh, i was with my dad the next day at a costco and they had the vhs trilogy the one with the leonard malton uh-huh, interviews yeah, in the that. front they had yep, that there and my that. dad got that <laughs> for me yeah those are great um and i was like eight years old so that whole summer i had off i was like watching them like every day i've been hooked ever since um so i've been like really into star wars my whole life i mean there have been periods where it wasn't necessarily at the forefront of my life but right it like was always a part of me like i always would think back to it and you know enjoy it and whatnot and it was i was always quoting and i had always had star wars friends that I could talk yep. to about stuff. Yep, same here. And then now that it's like back in the kind of public consciousness again, I started like seeking out like podcasts because I was listening to other podcasts at the time, and I came across uh, now this is podcasting. Yep, and yeah, that was like Rogue my first one, one too. Yep, Star yep. Wars podcast for winners and Steel Wars and Blue Harvest, and I met all these d- people in the community that they built and. My best friend and I, Justin, we uh, are big Star Wars fans. He's pretty much one of the last people I could talk to about Star Wars, like, even when it wasn't, like, cool to talk about Star Wars. So it just felt natural. Like, we both listened to all the podcasts and stuff. We kind of wanted to give it a shot. And we recently just launched a podcast, actually, uh, Will Communication. Yeah, yep, yep. I I listened to your guys' first episode, yeah, so... Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, so... What got you into podcasting, though? Were you listening to podcasts before, you know, like the big Star Wars hoopla from a couple years ago? Or did you start listening to podcasts, you know, once Star Wars came out? Was that like your entryway in the podcast? I actually had already been listening to podcasts for a while. But my primary, I was pretty much listening to either, I don't know uh, if you remember this old podcast called like The Hotspot from GameStop. It was like Jeff Gersman and all those guys from GameStop who now run Giant Bomb and they do the nah, Giant I've Bomb ne- cast. Nah, I've never heard of it at all. Oh, they're like a video game podcast. That was like the first podcast I remember really getting into. And then I like eventually started listening to a lot of like Bill Simmons and Jalen yep. and Jacoby. Yep, Bill Simmons and Grant- the man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Grantland had so many great podcasts. I loved a lot of their like, that's where like Talk, Talking Thrones or like Talk the Thrones came from. I'm really yep. into Game of Thrones too. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Talk the Thrones. Yeah, that's got released what like a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Like I want to say when the first episode of Game of Thrones uh, this past season started, right? Because before that they had binge mode, where they yeah they yeah they binged, had a bunch of like, other stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, Bill Simmons used to be a sports writer for uh, ESPN. He primarily works for the Grantland division i don't know if you really want to call that division but they had like a column well it's now gone <laughs> yeah yeah it's gone now right right since uh yeah since so now it's the ringer since... yeah 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 I so think, now it's right? the ringer yep yep and the ringer has a, a slew of different podcasts uh and writers that write on their website 
um, mm -hmm. and, and it's pretty cool. Like they write about everything. You know, it's pretty interesting yeah. though. They they mm. don't really have a Star Wars podcast, which I which I figured Bill Simmons would want mm. to like kind of hit that 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 mm. niche. Hint um, hint. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Maybe when, you could get on, dude. I know that'd be nice. He lives here in uh, Los Angeles now. Um, Let me it, ask you a question though, real quick. Is the Ringer owned by HBO or is his blog like independent? No, so his blog is um, independent. It's like him and one other guy. I think the other guy that he, I forget his name, but I think he's like a tech entrepreneur or something like that too. Um, mm -hmm. And so Bill Simmons, you know, he pretty much just used his name and his gravitas um, to just basically oh, build wow. that brand out. And he uh, took a lot of writers from uh, from Brantland and, right. you know, he created this new brand. But now, like, you know, like you were saying, um, he's expanded it into much more, right? So, like, now they have Talk to Thrones. Um, and they have a bunch of other sports podcast, uh, sports podcasts. So they have and like NFL podcast, NBA. Uh, I haven't seen an NHL one, but they have like a major league baseball one. Um, they got podcasts about technology, video games, everything. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm a big fan of Bill Simmons because when I was a uh, when I was a kid and I was in high school, um, I went mm -hmm. to be a sports writer or I went to be a professional football player. But um, mm -hmm. that, of course, that didn't happen. Um, but I wanted to be a sports writer slash sports anchor, and I used to read this stuff all the time. And yeah, but uh, he pretty much trashed nice. ESPN, and they got rid of Grantland. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty dumb move. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. That's so, cool, man. What position did you play, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, I, so I played wide receiver. Um, and, and oh my story wow. Actually, yeah, my story actually uh, kind of goes like this. So I played wide receiver. Uh, like I said, I really wanted to play uh, professional football, like, pretty badly. Uh, so I actually mm -hmm. moved out to California back in 2007. Um, I went to a, a junior college. Mm -hmm. um, I played there for a while. I got into some trouble at the junior college. So I got kicked off the team, and then I got let back on the team. Um, but, of course, I was already in a bad spot with my coach. Uh, right. And so after that, I joined the military um and then after getting out of the military i like you know went back to school and moved mm -hmm. uh you know moved back out to california about what uh it's been about 70 years since i've been out of the military now so now i'm back in california and uh yeah man i'm loving it um and just to nice. anybody no california's yeah. great yeah yeah I, I i love it uh when i was out here when i so i actually lived out here too when i was in the military um mm -hmm. and when i was in the military i lived down in san diego and I loved it. Oh, in Pendleton? Yep. I was at Camp Pendleton. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a part of the base, uh, so I was at Camp La Jolla. So we have any military uh, listeners, they probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was at Camp La Jolla, right by the beach. So it was beautiful. So we got our asses kicked. But after you got your asses kicked, you, you know, you can go right down to the beach and, you know, you could have a good time. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, man. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. But um, going back to what you're talking about, like with the – with uh, watching a special um, edition version of the movies, that was actually mm -hmm. kind of like my introduction to Star Wars too. Um, I think around that time, I might have seen Star Wars on television. Like I think it mm -hmm. might have been coming on like TNT or something like that uh, back then. I forgot who had the rights back then, but um, I remember going to the movie theaters. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, uh, and I remember my oh, mom okay. taking me to the uh, East Hartford Showcase Cinemas. So if anybody's listening, they live in Connecticut, don't know what I'm talking about, but that movie theater no longer exists. And I want to say it was around 97 too. And I remember um, Return of the Jedi, the special edition came out. And I remember my mom took me along with my two siblings. And I remember like 
them telling me we're not going to see that movie like i don't want to watch that i'm like well i want to watch it it looks super cool right and i remember the number one thing that like attracted me were like lightsabers right? <laughs> yeah, yeah they were pretty rad yeah so i thought that was the coolest thing and then uh yeah man ever since then um you know i've been i've been into star wars of course you know like the fandom built up again when the phantom menace came out um i was really into that um i didn't think the movies were that bad back then uh all the prequels but now i think that they're horrible mm -hmm. now i do think that they're pretty horrible although i don't remind i don't really mind revenge of the fifth too much right um, well i yeah i've gone back and forth a lot but i think now i'm at a point where i've softened a little bit like to be honest yeah. they're not my favorite but yeah. i think now i can i'm able to appreciate more things about them now yeah. doesn't mean necessarily that i like love them now but now i have a different i think the clone wars animated series had a lot to do that with yep. that for me yeah because yeah. i really like that stuff yeah i i would definitely agree like i think i think that i think that helped uh like you know propagate the the uh peoples um and i kind of wish they would have came out while that you know while the peoples were, were coming out too right um i think it would have made oh, absolutely. a lot better yeah it would have made those movies a lot better um I, I i think the thing that i liked about revenge of the sith was you know it was, it was the coming of darth vader right at least that's the way it was hyped you, mm -hmm. you, only, you only really got darth vader at the very end um but like I love that last um, lightsaber duel be between Obi Wan and um, and um, Anakin Skywalker. Anakin, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, Dude, I, how it's so like draconian, the way it's just they're fighting in hell. They are literally fighting exactly. in hell, like that exactly. whole scene. It's so epic. Exactly, and and then right, like and then like that line that um that um Obi Wan had, oh Anakin, you are the chosen one. And it was just like, I remember seeing that scene. I was just like, yeah, this dude just fucked everything up. Like, this is so bad. Why, Anakin? Why did you <laughs> Literally, this? you ended everything. Exactly. This is all your fault. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so, so that's why I kind of like Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I would say the mm -hmm. majority of the movie really isn't that great. But, you know, I forgive for that. Revenge uh, um, of the Sith isn't that bad. Um, I, I would place it. Pro it's probably my favorite prequel. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely um, agree with that. So, so what is your favorite Star Wars movie overall? Uh, I'm gonna say the boring answer, but it's the true answer. <laughs> is Empire Strikes Back. Okay, okay. What, why, 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 why is it uh, Empire Strikes Back? Well, I feel like as a kid, well, not even as a kid, but I there's so many different things that I've learned to kind of like notice and appreciate throughout but i think it's just kind of i was really into stuff like the muppets when i was a kid <laughs> and funny. there were yeah i mean i've got to be honest so like i was really fascinated by that sort of thing and there was a lot of like stop motion in empire strikes back and i loved like the walker scene and things like that and i liked the wampa in the cave that was always really cool to me and then especially like mm -hmm. most like yoda yoda didn't feel yeah, like a puppet yoda, to yoda me as a cool. kid yeah. it's, it's like holy shit this is a living creature yeah Who, I, I what, think that's why what animal I, is this 
Yeah, I, I definitely think that's why everybody is really love practical effects, right? Like, I know one of the big things, I know one of the things I hear in the Star Wars community a lot is like, everybody wants more practical effects. And I think it's because of Yoda and Empire, right? Because he looked so much more, he looked very realistic, yeah. you know, when you compare it to the prequels where he was all CG. Um, and, and I think people uh, really miss feeling like they, they're in concert in this world that is just full of rogue creatures that don't really exist in real life. Uh, right and i feel like like i wonder if that's even achievable anymore you know what i mean like that sensation because of how prominent like it's gotten to the point now where i feel like special effects and cg and stuff is really good like it's not as noticeable as it was like maybe 10 years ago and even 10 years before that right but there's that sensation of like as a child seeing that puppet come to life. I don't know. It was very, it always stuck with me how much it affected that. And you know, what's really, I don't think enough people talk about is how strong of a performance Mark Hamill did Mm -hmm. to react off a puppet so well that he sells, he sells Yoda because he believes in Yoda. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I, I, you know, I never really, I never really thought about it because uh, every time I watch the movies, like I'm just waiting for like you know the big scenes, right? So like, so like mm-hmm. in Empire, for example, uh, the reason why I love Empire that's also my favorite movie. But like, I love that that scene, uh, you, you know, the the duel between Darth Vader and you know Luke Skywalker. Um, I think it's just epic the way he hides in the darkness and um, you know he just evokes fear, and but at the same time he's like standing up to fear, and then like they hear you know the big reveal that hey Luke, I am your father, like. To me, that line, oh, yeah. that line just mind blown. Epic. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I never really, I never really thought about that. I, that is pretty hard because, like, I know one of the things that a lot of people say about the prequels. Um, one of the things that, like, you know, a lot of people feel like the prequels should have used more practical effects because um, it was hard. You know, it was harder for the actors to act in front of green screen, uh, in front of green screens, right? Because they yeah, were looking heard, at yeah. nothing. Um, so yeah, so so I, I I do think that is a very good point uh, that uh you know you bring up about Empire, but yeah I think most people um, I, I think they love Empire for many reasons, but uh, yeah that's a pretty good point that's a pretty good point. So um, yeah, I've also heard another point. Sorry, one last thing. I've heard I don't remember where I heard it. It's not an original thought, but like there was a thought that like you couldn't make a movie like Empire today by normal summer blockbuster standards because Mm -hmm. it kind of works in reverse of a modern blockbuster where the beginning of empire is where you have the big action sequence and then the long like the further we go to the conclusion it just becomes a one-on-one duel you know what i mean so it goes from like big action to like character development whereas usually nowadays you've got like front-loaded movie of character development and then a big action sequence at the end Right, exactly. Why do you think that is, though? Do you just think that, you know, maybe, you know, the, you know, writing schools, like screenwriting schools, just teach things differently? George Lucas had his own money, so he didn't care. Um, why do you think, you know, I think that that's a part of it. I think that's a part of it, but I also think that these movies cost so much money for the studios to make that they pretty much make one or two of them a year. Mm-hmm. and they put you know like 200 something million dollars into each one or more 
and that movie has to make so much money that it carries the studio the rest of the year yeah i agree so that's why they make maybe like eight movies a year and you get like three mid-level action movies like two or three animated movies one like super big budget movie and then a couple like art house dramas or something right right yeah i I think that go ahead i I was gonna say you know i would add to that too like one of the things i think that producers are trying to do too is they're they're trying to to leave those battle scenes like the big battle scenes to the very end so that they leave uh, viewers with you know this feeling oh my god that's all something great right so like yeah like an instant gratification right right exactly so like you could have this movie that is like pretty much dead throughout the first two acts but if you leave them with something great then maybe they'll come back wanting more right like they'll come back like a part two or part three which is what i think was kind of like the downfall of something like b versus s right or batman versus superman i should say for people who don't yeah. know what i'm talking about i th- i feel like uh. most of the movie was dead throughout like the first two acts i really didn't like the third act either but i could see how someone at the studio at warner brothers was like hey you know what like let's just give them this big fight with Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman at the end. And like that should, you know, lead them wanting to come for the next one. Right. Well, I think just to kind of, I'm sorry, just to wrap up, it ties into what you're saying too, but like the idea that these studios spend so much money on one film, they have to make sure it's a surefire bet as they can make it. So they're really afraid to buck the trend and right. risk not making that money back. Right. So now, like you're describing these movies where there's like the big action sequence at the end. It's because attention, I feel like in some ways it's more instantly gratifying to you walk into a movie, knowing nothing, they tell you everything you need to know. And then they hope you're emotionally invested in the end for the action sequence. And then they just tease you with a little morsel for like a franchise sequel or something at the end. And I think with like something like empire, like it really depends on how invested you are in these characters moving forward. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what you're describing is like anybody can just like go to a movie. You don't necessarily need to see any of the previous Transformers movies, but you know what mm-hmm. kind of experience you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. I yeah, I agree 100%. Um yeah, so so let's move on uh, let's move on. You you're you were talking um, earlier that you know, you started a you started a podcast and I wanted to know what made you want to start a podcast and you know, was it just that other podcasters influence you and what kind of got you down that road? Um, hmm. Well, I got into it, obviously, like I said earlier, listening to like a bunch of podcasts before. And then I obviously it was kind of like a strange like moment. Like, why didn't I think of looking for a Star Wars podcast before this moment? Right, you know what exactly. I mean? So then that I got into the community and then I, you know, started chatting with people and stuff. And I, it was like, it's a really good group of people. Everybody's super yep. nice and really friendly and more, most importantly, really supportive of each other. Yep. I agree. So, if, and I don't normally like, like, it's kind of scary for me to like put something out here, <laughs> you know, like this. Right. So I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel like I had any support at all. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the people I've met, especially in like the rogue one army, Mm-hmm. and stuff or like just some of the nicest people i've ever met yeah and that really made me feel comfortable to try and do it because i love star wars i could talk about star wars forever and like i said all these shows like you know rogue one star wars podcast for winners and all these ones really like kind of inspired us because they were the ones that were the very welcoming and 
you know what I mean? Like, there's that desire to, like, put out into the environment you're participating in. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I felt, too. Like, you know, I, so usually, like, I'll listen to Star Wars podcasts when I'm at the gym or something like that, or, like, when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I constantly hear someone like, you know, uh, Johnny Grasso say that, hey, you know, like, I created a Star Wars podcast because I wanted friends, right? I wanted friends yes, who, who 100%. Are Star Wars. And, like, you know, for me, I, I usually don't like to play, like, the race car or anything, but, like, being a black a black dude, um, there aren't a lot of people in the black community who like Star Wars, right? Um, mm-hmm. There aren't none, but, like, you know, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because, like, you, you know, just like you said, you kind of want to get back to, you know, to the community that, it, that has given you so much, right, that has given you friends. Uh, so that's why I want to start this podcast, but also, like, I, like, I want friends who are into Star Wars, right? Like, I can't talk to... Yeah. Um, I can't talk to my wife about Star Wars. Yeah, there are people at my job, given that I work at Disney, uh, that are into mm-hmm. Star Wars too, but they're like they're not really into Star Wars the way I, you know, I'm into Star Wars. Like, right. Like they don't listen to podcasts about Star Wars. Right. Um, you know, like they watch it like any other, you know, casual um, moviegoer. Um, and so, yeah, that's exactly you know the reason why I started I started a podcast, and I, I remember specifically hearing about how. So many of these guys, Johnny Halls, um, uh, you know, uh, Jason Ward, all these people had a great time at Star Wars Celebration, um, hanging out mm-hmm. with each other. And one of my thoughts was like, hey, I would like to go to Star Wars Celebration one day and, you know, um, and have a great time with a great group of people. Because, like, I know my wife isn't going to want to go with me because she's not a Star yeah. Wars nerd. And so, Dude. you know, like, who am I going to go with? Yeah. Like, I got to find other people to do this with. And so, yeah, that was exactly the reason why I started the podcast. It's just, it was so reassuring once you heard, like, everybody who went to their event and went mm-hmm. to the live podcast and everything. Everybody had such an amazing time that it was like, damn, this is, like, almost... When you're thinking up to this point, it's too good to be true. And then you hear about all this, and it's like, holy crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was... I've, I was kind of mad that I missed it. Um, Actually, while that was going on, I was in the process of moving to Los Angeles from um, Atlanta. So I was actually not too far away from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I had just gotten a job with with, uh, Disney. And so um, I had planned to go, but then I I had to save money up to move out um, out here to Los Angeles. And so, yeah, I wasn't able to do it. But, uh, yeah, man, I was so jealous. They were like, when I heard like all of the you know podcasts after everyone came back, I was like, "Damn, I missed such a great opportunity." But uh, hopefully next time it's an Anaheim or something like that, and we could just drive. Fingers to crossed. It. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm still gonna get a hotel room if it's in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so so on from that, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars is kind of grown into like this this bigger thing now right like now we have more books well we, we've always had a lot of books right like we have Star Wars Legends but like now we have canonical books um, mm-hmm. and you know now we have more TV shows and movies uh, my question to you is what do you hope happens down you know down the road so let's talk about the movies first what do you hope happens in um, episode 7 um, or actually no episode 8 my bad uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you hope happens in episode eight? What do you see Ray going? What do you see Kylo going? Um, mm. And how do you think the whole sequel is going to wrap up? Wow. Uh, easy question. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I've like, I've really, there's certain things I kind of hope 
to see in the film, but as far as the story and like expectations and things like that, I try not to have any in a way. Like I'm not like rooting right. for Ray to be a Skywalker right. or I'm not rooting for her not to be a Skywalker. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see what the truth is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I kind of hope she's a Skywalker cause I mean, I have my own reasons for I don't have the time to get into that, but like, I know it's not like everybody's favorite idea, but I'm also like, I wouldn't be upset if she's a nobody. It wouldn't change. Like, I like her character that much, regardless of who mm -hmm. her parents are. But like, I also want to see Luke kick some ass. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I I'm waiting for. I want to see him ignite that green and just go to work on a bunch of people or something. Um. I want to see more about kind of just the history of the four. I'm really just interested in Luke and Ray's story and then how that's going to tie into Kylo Ren. And I want to see mm -hmm. like his training and kind of that side of things. And I'm just excited for like a different take, like kind of a stranger vibe. Yeah. Force Awakens, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. I'm not like hoping for a particular like story beat necessarily. Okay. But... Okay. Okay, I mean that's good. I mean I think going into what about the, you? Yeah, I, I mean first I like to say that I think going on going in with an open mind will not leave you disappointed. I mean unless you do something totally whack, right? Where you know Ray I don't know is like coming from some other dimension to save the world, right? Like, yeah, you know, or, or to say the gap. Like if they do something like that, then I'm like, oh my god. There's other stuff I've heard where she's like the reincarnation of yeah, like exactly, Palpatine yeah. or some that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be cool with, but I think right. that's so crazy. They're not going to do that. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, so what I'm kind of hoping for is uh, because I'm a big fan of Obi Wan, um, I am hoping mm -hmm. that he's a granddaughter of Obi Wan. Um, I mean, if that doesn't happen, I won't be up and on. Force Ghost, maybe. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I kind of actually, I take it back. I kind of want to see Force Ghost Yoda. That's the one thing I kind of yes. want to see. Yes, yes, that would be super cool. And I do think that is him sitting on top of that rock as he's like, you know, uh, training, <laughs> training with the lightsaber. I do think that is Yoda sitting on top of there. Uh, but but yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping for something like that. Um, I, you know, I do think that they're gonna kill off Leia. Um, either in this episode or next episode i don't think... uh, I, I don't know yeah uh, yeah i mean you could just i'm not looking forward to yeah, it yeah I, I just think that they're gonna i don't think that they want it to initially right but i think with her passing um i think they're, they're gonna try to write her out somehow um mm -hmm. and i don't really like i've heard some people say that you know they would like to see her go out maybe in like a book you know where they write about her adventures i'm not a big mm. fan of that because to me, she's, she's such a she major She needs to be character. on screen. Right, exactly. She's such a major character. you got to do something with her on screen. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I loved her in Bloodline, right? Like, I, I, I read that book. I, oh, yeah. I, I think Bloodline it's is great by book. far the best Star Wars, uh, you know, uh, canon that, that has come out, you know, other than the movies. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really like that book a lot. But, uh, yeah, like, you have to do something with her on screen. Um, and I'm happy I'm not a producer that has to think about that. Um, Ugh, that sounds but, like the worst. But I, I really do hope at the very end of the sequel, I don't hope they kill off Luke Skywalker. Now, I understand that they might have to because uh, Mark Hamill is getting up there in age, and you know he may die before uh, the sequel is over, or he may die before they can make a sequel to Eef. the sequel. Knock um, on wood. 
I know, right? I, I really hope he doesn't. Uh, you know, but like, I, I just hope they don't uh, kill him off. Uh, but other than that, man, I really don't have like any Jumbo wishes. I just hope like the next movie is 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 great and it's it's mind bending. And I, I hope Ryan Johnson, you know, does something that you know no Star Wars fan saw. You know, you know, sees coming. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's like what they've been saying at a lot of like they said that at uh d23 when they did the panel this is kind of like the new party line like you know what i mean they're like really pushing that it's not i think they're very afraid of criticisms that it's going to be too similar to yeah one of the other films that the force awakens face so they're trying to you know distance themselves from that and you know it's very different so i'm comfortable in that regard that i think it's going to be a weird movie which i'm kind of excited about yeah yeah, I, yeah, I, I do, I do think that they are really afraid of, you know, just, you know, you know, with fans saying like, hey, this is just a reiteration of uh, Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, I, I don't think that they're gonna go that route. I, I really do think that we're gonna get a lot of, you know, um, history, right? I think we're gonna get a lot of Jedi history or, yes. or Force history, yes. especially when like when you yes. saw like in that last trailer, you know, they had the books and everything like that um, sitting on that ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yes, we're gonna get some old Republic stuff. Uh, which I think is going to hint at maybe some um, old Republic stuff, you know, coming, you know, down, you know, down the line and and movies and everything like that. Um, I don't have any insider knowledge. I don't know if they're really going to do that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I know Bob. Uh, Bob. Um, but Iger. he does. <laughs> maybe I do. Hmm, who knows? Um, I do know Bob um, Iger has said that, like, you know, they they really plan on doing more more TV shows. Um, down the road mm-hmm. um and i could see them really trying to emphasize star wars on television with maybe some like old republic stories or something like that because mm-hmm. once again as I, as I stated earlier in this podcast like a lot of these big media brands like they they, they want to they, they want you to come to their apps to watch things right like you don't want to necessarily go into netflix for everything or hulu for everything although most people don't know that disney owns a part of hulu um you know, so so that does kind of um, help them out a little bit, but but I think mm-hmm. that Disney wants people to use their apps, and I could see them, you know, saying, "Hey, you know what? We know we know Star Wars is a big franchise, and so we can get a lot of people to come to our apps if we have a Star Wars television show." Um, and so, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of hoping for, and that's kind of that's kind of what I think will happen. Um, I can't mm-hmm. say for sure. But uh, don't be surprised if you see something like that. I just hope Luke doesn't die in eight. Yeah. Just give us a little bit more. Don't take him away from us so soon. But ultimately, I think they need to do something where they ride him off into the sunset or they kill him off or something. I mean, personally, I would just rather see them do it when they have creative control versus when they're forced to, if that makes sense. Exactly exactly so yeah. if you have the chance maybe just do it the right way but you know i'm up for whatever i'm down for whatever yeah yeah i i, I if they do kill him off you know an eight or nine i could definitely see something where he's a force ghost and he still has a big impact on the star wars universe oh as, as, as i the force ghost. never really looked at it that way i yeah. can't believe it <laughs> yeah I, I, and, and i say that because i think they could be thinking uh, you know, well, he's getting up there in age. If he dies and we make him a force ghost, then 
maybe we can have him do some Star Wars stuff every once in a while, and he could just pair a pair, you know, a pair as a ghost. But once he dies, you know, at least we have the excuse that hey, he's a Force ghost; he's not always around, right? Uh, because right mm-hmm. now, like, I mean, Obi Wan. Uh, I forget the name of the actor that played Obi Wan in uh, A New Hope. You um, and McGregor. Uh, or Alec no, McGinnis. Uh, Alec McGinnis. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Sure, I mean, Alec. he's no longer around, right? But like, you have to excuse that he's a Force ghost. So like, in the Force Awakens, like, you don't you don't even see the embodiment of uh, Alec McGinnis, right? Like, right. the only thing you hear is his voice, and it's actually a mixture of uh, Ewan McGregor's voice along with a bunch of other clips. Um, and so, like, I think they could do something like that down the road. And so, I, you know, that is what kind of has me afraid that like they won't kill him in nine, but. Uh, you know, we, we do got to move the trilogy forward, so uh, uh, you know, I, I could I could see them uh, doing that. So, um, but aside from the movies, do, do do you watch Star Wars Rebels or anything like that? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not as into Rebels as I was the Clone Wars, but I do mm-hmm. watch it. Right. Uh, I read a lot of the comics, actually. Really? Okay. Um, which, yeah, which, which I've read the novels too. Which one? Are you um, <clears throat> I'm. I guess I'm current on everything. I read the Star Wars ongoing series, which, uh, you know, I I go back and forth. Like, sometimes I really like it, sometimes it's okay. Um, I'm reading Dr. Aphra right now, which I actually really like. It's kind of okay. cool. It's got more of, like, a Star Wars Indiana Jonesy kind of vibe if Indiana Jones was more like Han Solo and a woman. Yeah, but, did, did, did any kind of bring her back? like... I, I was going to ask, did they bring her back during, like, the Darth Vader series? something like that i think she made they introduced her i think in the darth vader series and then she like supposedly died but she survives and she's kind of just running around trying to make money off ancient relics and things like this so like she's kind of like a treasure hunter okay so when i was saying before she was like han solo is kind of not accurate she's like a really great character like in her own right and stuff but she has elements of like an Indiana Jonesy roguish type because she's always looking out to make a buck and she makes bad deals with people, sort of the way that like Han does. Um, but I'm also reading. I just finished the Darth Maul mini series they just did where it, okay, how was that? Set, oh, it was really rad. Coming from somebody who hates that he existed in the Clone <laughs> Wars and Rebels, I love this series. But it was also set prior to phantom menace so it's like a prequel to that oh but it was really cool i really liked it yeah it's not pretty interesting uh i I would read more of the star wars comics if i wasn't so um invested in uh dc's uh rebirth right now Um, oh what are you reading i'm reading some of it yeah so i've been really heavy on the batman stuff um i just finished the uh well uh, issue number 27 um where they, War of jokes and riddles. Yep, yep, exactly. Where they, I'm uh, reading that too. Batman. That's the only Batman I'm really reading. Yeah, yeah. I don't read um All Star Batman or um <clears throat> any or, or like the uh, what's the other one? Um, Detective Comics. Um, Detective uh, Comics. No yeah. Batman Beyond. Yeah, I started out so like when they uh, launched the uh, Rebirth series, I started mm-hmm. out reading um, like almost everything, and then now I've kind of just like picked out what I really like. So. Um, I read The Flash, uh, although I'm not as up-to-date on The Flash as I am Batman. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I stopped right after they did the crossover between Flash and Batman, where Mm -hmm. um, where, uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan, like, kind of slightly introduced himself. Um, Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so 
so yeah, I, I kind of stopped there. Um, I was reading Wonder Woman. I was reading um, the new um, Asian Superman that they have. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of fell off after like the third issue. Um, yeah, Did you read Green Lanterns? So I read, I read that and I fell off too. Um, I, mm-hmm. I really fell off pretty badly when I, when I moved to, um, California cause I was just so busy. Yeah, busy that'll do it. Stuff. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but like I, I'm up to date on Batman though. And, and honestly, I think the Batman, um, series that they currently have going is like the best thing in rebirth. Um, other people can disagree, but yeah, I think Batman is the best character so far. I started the first few issues of that Batman series, but ultimately like i know enough about batman that i feel like i can kind of jump in anywhere and feel somewhat comfortable so i just started um less from the sithless podcast told me i should pick up uh the war of jokes and riddles it's like a really good starting point for somebody like me and i've been loving it so far it's really cool yeah and what's really interesting about that is they're kind of going back into batman's history and they're kind of like they're kind of detailing how you know the joker and the riddler you know became um you know kind of became enemies and how batman mm-hmm. was involved and all that so so yeah it's a really it's a really interesting um arc uh yeah I, I would it's say a cool concept there, yeah yeah um i also thought the bane arc that they had was was pretty good too but like if you've watched uh christopher nolan's um you know what's the name of the the last uh dark knight movie i can't remember the name of it the dark knight rises yeah the dark knight rises it's a lot like that uh so if you watch that movie, you could pretty much um, guess what the ending is going to be. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's still pretty good. Like the artwork is amazing. I thought the storyline was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a pretty good uh, arc um, so far. So and, and with Star Wars uh, uh, Rebels, um, I watch Rebels too. Um, but nice. Like, I don't watch. Do you like it? I, I, um, so I don't watch it because I enjoy it. I watch it because I feel. I need to like know, you know, just consume know about Star Wars. Right, exactly. Right. I like to consume <laughs> Star Wars, and now that like when I listen to a podcast, I want to know what the hell they're talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to have to fast forward through, you know, Rebels discussions, um, just because I don't care about it or like I get spoiled, uh, and you know, and whatnot. Um, there are a few good episodes, but sometimes it gets kind of cheesy. Like I remember there was one episode where they had like those space whales. I hated that episode so much. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of the worst. Yeah, I was sometimes like, when yeah, I ahead. think that to myself, I like have to step back and just it's a it's a show for kids. Like ultimately, it's not for right. me. Right, <laughs> right, but it's still frustrating. <laughs> right, right. And, well, what frustrates me is because yes, I understand it's a show for kids, but like the Star Wars universe is a or Star Wars Galaxy is a very serious galaxy, right? Like, it's not a, it's okay, not just yeah. a you know, it's not just a child's play toy. Like, you can still have some very uh, juvenile concepts, right? Or you can have things for kids uh, within a television show uh, without having to throw in silly things like space whales. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody out there would probably disagree with me or probably agree. Um, that, that would be definitely something I'd like to hear a lot of feedback about. I want to know how people, you know, liked or, or why they liked or disliked that Space Rose um, episode. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to be necessarily the majority favorite. Yeah. Just I a don't, hunch. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, uh, you know, last thing before we uh, sign off, have you read mm-hmm. uh, the new um, Infernal Squad book yet? Or Infernal Squad yet? No, but I do want to. Did you finish it already? No, no. Actually, uh, I just finished up um, Aftermath Empire's End is the name of the third one in that trilogy. 
Um, yeah, I just finished that too. Yep, I just finished that up. So um, I haven't read that yet. I'm probably gonna buy it some sometime this week. Um, I get all my books on Kindle, so I don't know why I'm I'm slacking and I haven't started. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Empire's End is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially the it's way it's easily the best one of the three. Yes, yeah, especially the way it ended. I don't want to give away the ending, but like, damn, I wish I like that would have came out before The Force Awakens because that would have like gave that movie so much more weight. I felt, um, especially you know when you hear discussions about like the Battle of uh, Jakku and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that book. What, what was your favorite thing about that book? I really like. I think Admiral Sloan was my favorite yes. character in the book. Yes. But I also like, you know, like Mr. Bones, and I really liked, uh, what's his name, Gallius Rax. But I only liked yeah. him because, it, like, Gallius was the closest link you had to figuring out what really happened. Right, right, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? He you was the only funny? lead. So you were just always like, I need to know. I need to know what's going, what's going on. going on, yeah, right? Like, like how did they keep everything going? Um Mm-hmm. The the you know what's funny about that book like the entire time I was reading it like I just kept picturing uh, picturing um, Orson Krennic's face as Galleys Rax I don't I don't know why but like every single time like he had like a line of dialogue my mind just went right back to Rogue One I don't know why <laughs> especially when like Sloan, Mendo yeah especially right especially when Sloan would like um, describe like uh, or when the book would describe his his his, uh, his outfit you know his all white naval outfit with the cape mm-hmm. and I was just like. Yeah, I'm picturing uh, Orson, uh, um, Orson Krennic. Um, you know, I just cared. I don't know why. Although I, I you know, I know they're not the same. Um, and then right. I was, then I also really enjoy like the, uh, you know, the mentions of Thrawn, right? Like they, they kind of brought up like you know that uh, Thrawn was from like the outer regions, and I wasn't really, right. big, uh, you know, kind of going back 20 years ago. I wasn't really, uh, really big into Star Wars so much 20 years ago when uh you know all the legends books were being written so i didn't know a lot about Thrawn, and i still haven't read like the new Thrawn book yet so like the kind of yeah like, i haven't that, either so, yeah so 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 to kind of you know uh, hear that he had that connection to the um outer regions or like the unknown region that um, i should say um mm-hmm. that kind of makes me want to go read Thrawn because i want to see what he knew about you know what was out there um and so yeah yeah i i, I definitely was intrigued I, I thought that was a great book um, I read uh, Life Debt, and I wasn't enjoy it. I, I, I didn't really enjoy that book. So. Oh, um, really? I yeah. liked Life Debt. Yeah, but I, 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 I really think Empire's End is by far the best. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a good book. So, uh, anyways, um, Rashad, we came to the end of the podcast. Um, yes, sir. Do you have any parting words? Do you want to let, let people know where they can find you? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you can listen to... Uh, I hope it's okay. I'm going to plug the podcast shamelessly. Yeah, um, you can listen to uh, my podcast I host with Justin Rodriguez, Will Communication. Uh, we're on Twitter at WillComPod. That's uh, two L's and two M's. And I'm on Twitter at iCosm. That's I-Q-A-S-E-M. All right, Rashad. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for That's coming it. on, man. Dude, Hopefully we thank you again. so much for having me. This was a blast. We got to do it again sometime, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, since we both live in Los Angeles, maybe we can meet up, have a beer, and talk some more Star Wars. Um, yes, we got to get a group like thing going again. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, it'll be really cool to get everybody from Southern California to be like one big meetup um, or something like that, you know? Um, especially with like the Make Star Wars guys. It's, uh, they live somewhere around here. I don't know. Um, there are some undisclosed uh, location. 
But um, <laughs> anyways, everyone, thanks for listening. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.